Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. Our next guest is the awesome Marcia Becherell. Uh, and I've known Marcia for quite a few years now, working with her as, a, as her client, but also our client as well. She's a personal transformation facilitator, executive coach, and creator of Neuroemotional Integration, or the NEI method. She's on a mission to educate and empower high achievers, purpose-driven professionals, and business owners to master their emotions, develop resilience, and reclaim their personal power. All through her life, she's been looking for a holistic approach to well-being and the fulfillment of human potential. And with courage, she decided to quit her 25 years of medical or scientific career to pursue her true calling in personal transformation. Over the past 12 years, her work's focused on developing her own mind-body integration methodology to empower her clients to transform stress into success, emotional turmoil into resilience, and self-sabotage into creating a driving force. Clients come to her burnt out, overwhelmed, feeling powerless and overpowered by life circumstances. And through one-on-one -on -one coaching, she flips the dynamic around and guides them back into the driver's seat of their life. It's pretty, pretty cool to, to experience, actually. And so, yeah, I really hope you enjoy my interview with Marcia. Thanks so much, Marcia, for joining on the podcast. Thank you, Ben, and thank you for this opportunity. It's, yeah. uh, it's a privilege to, to be here. Yeah. Really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no worries at all. And I've been really looking forward to having you uh, on, uh, just given the work that um, we've done personally over the last 18 months or so. It's been um, really, really cool to go on a journey with you, <laughs> if I could sort of put it like that. But um, I guess the mm -hmm. first question I'd like to ask you is, tell me about your family. How much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I have, uh, I was born in Taiwan. So we are all born in Taiwan. And when I was 10, and I'm the youngest of four siblings. So my, uh, I have an older sister, two older brothers, and then 13 year gap between us. So, wow. I'm the, so I was born, my parents already in their 40s. And actually growing up, I actually felt like a single child with five parents. <laughs> then, yeah, I literally felt that way because um, they, my sister was 17. And the youngest of them was 13. So I actually felt literally, you know, five parents telling me what to do <laughs> rather than really um, having that, that sibling. Um, but I, you know, we have a very close family. So when I was 10 years old, my parents moved to Brazil. So from Taiwan to Brazil, that was a huge uh, from the, the east to the west. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't speak the language. I remember two months after I got to Brazil, I went to school. And the only thing I knew in Portuguese was to count from one to 10. And the kids would ask me my name and I didn't know what that meant. 
But at 10 years old, it's uh, it, you learn quickly. So I remember a couple of months after that, I was already quite fluent. And, and I actually became, I mean, during school, I actually um, was actually in a way better grammatically in Portuguese than the Brazilian children because I had to learn it. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in Brazil and then, and then uh, my sisters and brothers, we all moved to Brazil. And um, but then we kind of split up again, you know, when living US, Australia. So long story short, now uh, finally there was a point where each one of our siblings was living in one continent. Wow. Like my sister was in UK, my brother was in here in Australia, I was in Brazil, and my other brother was in US. That's how uh, my family is very international. Now I'm actually living the close to my siblings. So I have two brothers living in Sydney mm. with um, the children, their grandchildren. My sister is now back in Taiwan. And my parents, as I mentioned, they had me and already a bit older. So my parents have passed, but in, in their 80s and 90s. So they have a very um, long and fulfilling life. And so now for me, family is... Uh, my two brothers in Sydney was a very big family. One of my brothers actually have 10 grandchildren. Oh, that's a few. <laughs> so it's a lot of and, um And my sister. So that's what, right. however, for me, in a way, family is Olivia and I. Hmm. We, we don't have any children as our own children. However, you know, we have children in many different forms, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very cool and and so what, what do you you and Olivia like to get up to to um I guess to to hang out together or build that relationship okay we have a few different let's say hobbies things that we love doing hmm. however we also as you're aware of our values as our values our hierarchy of values is what is truly the most important to us and fortunately our in a way, highest values is very similar, which is about human potential, human behavior, understanding universal laws, and and understanding, um, you know, growth. Mm. And so that's actually one high value for both of us, which we you can imagine our conversation is very much around that. And it's not just about the business; it's because it's about what we love doing. So if you say, okay, what do we actually spend with spend our time? You know, what do we talk and do is actually around human potential and human behavior, because that's what we love. Mm-hmm. Now, besides that, we love uh, bushwalking, so nature. We love nature, and that's something that we love. Uh, you know, spending a weekend. And uh, recently, we were at O'Reilly for three nights. And we did like 20 kilometer walk one day and then 18 kilometer other day. And I actually end up um, busting my walking shoes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. so that, and um, we love traveling. So I love, and I do miss a bit traveling, being on the airplane. I just love airplane. I just feel that we have like this, you know, different perspective. And believe or not, I actually love airplane food. <laughs> I think that's the first, actually the first time in my life I've heard someone say that. <laughs> I actually love, um, yeah, I love, we love traveling. What else? Mm. Um, yeah, nature. 
And, um, and we, we do yoga. So we've been doing yoga body balance for about 15 years now. Wow. And, and so we go to the gym three, four times a week. We do body balance, yoga, Pilates. And so we have this in common. And then we, we go for walks. And then and the market. The, oh, and the market, of course. Organic <laughs> market. Because um, food, is, food and wholesome food is also very high on my vibe. So these are things we do. Um, but I, however, even when we are in nature and we enjoy, I must say, the conversation about human behavior, human potential, all the, you know, all the things that we love, universal laws, solving problems, the conversation is always there because, because that's what we love. Yeah. And it's not, it's not work for us. It's just because that's a topic that we love. Mm. Uh, there you go. Very cool. And, and so I think it's important. I feel people need to sort of hear your journey before you and Olivia started Mastery to Success. So could you walk us through like what, what happened when you were sort of leaving school and what, what did you do from that point onwards through to uh, Mastery to Success? Yeah. So from, so I grew up in Brazil mm-hmm. and then, so I went, I did uh, high school and then I went uh, and I did, uh, I went to medical school. Mm. Uh, it was interesting because my choice was medical school or in engineering. I was really, really oh. good in math before, like the old during school up to high school. I was really good in math. I love exact science, uh, <laughs> but somehow <laughs> Chinese, I you know, maybe. <laughs> and, but somehow, yeah, my heart just took me to medical school. I think back then I already very interested in, in well-being, in wellness, well-being, and in a way human potential. I didn't know back then, but it's about how to expand to be the best of our version, how to reach our full potential. And health is a very important part of that. Actually, health is fundamental because we don't have, if we don't have health, how can we have wealth? Mm. And wealth is well-being. And I think that's why, looking back, that's why I went to medical school. After graduating from medical school, I wanted to learn more. So um, I actually, and I thank my, my father for that, because my dad has an education very, very high on his values. Yeah. So much that I think this is a very rare statistic. It's all four children's. So my sister, two brothers, and myself, all four siblings had studied and got a PhD degree. Wow. There you go. All four. And which I think, I'm not sure there's, um, you know, that might be a record. I don't know how many family actually have all siblings have a PhD degree in different areas, aspects. And even more, my brother-in-law also has a PhD. Wow. And Olivier has yeah. a PhD. And even my ex also had a PhD. <laughs> You're the only real doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, in a way, yeah. So I, well, I had a doctor and a PhD. So I actually had both. I'm an MD and a PhD. So, so I went to US and um, Michigan State did my PhD. And then after that, I um, worked in research for a number of years. Back And then I, at some point, I went back to Brazil that's when I went back to, I knew I, I loved working with, with people. Mm. And so I went back and did a residence in pediatrics. So I did a two years oh. specializing in pediatrics. 
my plan was to then open a clinic. And I, so even back then, I was already interested in more alternative, like more holistic approach. And um, so I was introduced during medical school. I have uh, colleagues that were interested in homeopathy, which I had no idea what that was. Yeah. Um, but then we have like study groups. So I was already interested in that. So when I went back to my residence in pediatrics, it was already, it was 10 years after my, so I was working in research for 10 years mm. when I decided to go back to clinic and did my, my residence in pediatrics. And, uh, and then I also studied homeopathy at the same time, because in Brazil, homeopathy is actually a specialization in medicine. Wow. So you have to be a medical doctor to practice homeopathy and acupuncture. There are specializations within medicine, within Western medicine. And so I studied homeopathy and I thought that I was going to open a clinic for children and mostly using homeopathy because children actually respond really well to homeopathy. However, life have other plans. Yeah. And sorry, just, just could I get you to explain what homeopathy oh, is? Homeopathy? So yeah. homeopath- homeopathy is, is alternative medicine which is, is more like energetic medicine. So basically, it's, you extract mother tincture from different, it can be, come from even some animals like bees or plants so, and, and also some minerals. So you make this initial mother tincture and then it's diluted to many, many times. So every time you dilute, you actually dilute to one to 10 and then you go through a, we call like a, a you shake it yep. for like for hundred times. We call to um, how to say to make it potent, and then you dilute it again. So after, so when you get to a point to about twelve dilutions, basically there's no more the original molecule. The physical molecule is gone, so it's only the energetic information that stays. And so more diluted it is, more potent. Actually, it is. And so what it does is that, um, so homeopathy was created by Hahnemann through his studies, and it's actually also called similar heals similar. And so basically the homeopathic, um, how the traditional homeopathy is that each remedy, when you give that remedy to someone who is healthy, they are going to produce some signs and symptoms. And those signs and symptoms is exactly what someone with those same signs and symptoms need. That's why it's called similar heals similar. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so I hope that makes sense. And so basically is energetic information. So for example, uh, and it works really well with babies. So for example, if baby have fever, you give them this homeopathy which if it was given to someone that is not sick, it would produce fever. Wow. Yeah. So there's a huge studies and um, yeah, so it's, it's really, really interesting and it works really well. So I actually have used homeopathy myself when I was actually, when I was doing my residence in pediatrics, I was actually diagnosed with Hashimoto, which is um, thyroid issue. And, uh, and back then, I was actually seeing a French homeopath that lived in, in, in Campinas where I was doing my residence. And within two months, my antibody levels just come straight down. 
Yeah, and basically, I haven't been like I've been asymptomatic. I've been normal. That was um, almost 30, 40, 35 years ago. And I've never been on any medication. So I, I actually experienced and I do use homeopathy from time to time for different for different reasons. Yeah. Very um, cool. Yes. And and so one of them actually a great remedy is Arnica. Arnica Montana is really good for muscle and pain. So for example, you're going to do a stenuous mass um exercise. If you take Arnica prior, it actually you won't have that much of that um, pain that you have. The lactic oh, acid. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, so thank you for, for <laughs> asking. I actually, yeah. I always learn. So I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a part. Yeah, I think that's a part of me. Yeah, we haven't talked much about that. And so my idea, and because, so that it works really well for children because mm-hmm. they don't have any preconceptions. I mean, it works for adults as well as you know most people, but some people can be a bit skeptical, but because of children, they just take it in and work really, really well. And it works for animals as well. So when I was studying, doing the homeopathy course, they were chemists, like pharmacists and vet- veterinarians. Wow. And it works really well. They use for horses, dogs, cats. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Stevie might like to know that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She like, yeah. She likes. <laughs> yeah. So that was my plan. I said, wow, that's great. I'm going to open a clinic. My specialized is a pediatrician, work with children and using mostly homeopathy. The reason for that, you probably, oh, I'll just mention this, is like because very since very early, early on in Western med study medicine, even though I know medicine is necessary and it saves lives, saves a lot of lives, so it's, ne- it's necessary. However, uh, I also find that it's somehow incomplete. That they are, and I was looking for a more holistic way of health and well-being. Yeah. But I don't no doubt that yes, water medicine is, is necessary, and um, and it, you know has really is, has helped a lot of people. Mm. Uh, however, I, for me personally, I felt for me more empowered if I can help my patients in a more holistic way, mm-hmm. not just looking at the physical, but also looking into the other aspect of human being, like our, our mind, our emotions, and our spirit, which is like, what's the purpose we are here? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose we are here on this planet? Kind of see where this is going. <laughs> 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 Very yeah. And so, yeah, so that was the idea. However, life has other plans. Mm. You know, life is, I say life somehow happens. And sometimes at the moment we think that's a terrible thing, but then if we just appreciate and go with it, life is always guiding us back to our own authentic past. Mm. It's guiding us back to who we are and what is authentic past. Mm. And so what happened was I have a, I divorced. So there was a, my marriage broke down. Uh, I was back then I was married. My ex is from Brazil. You can imagine. And anyway, uh, my marriage broke down and then I, I went and travel. And then I met Olivier in France. Oh. <laughs> and um, yeah. And it was, I actually went back to where, oh, 
haven't finished telling because in after my PhD in US, I went to France and did a postdoc yeah. for a year. And that's when after my marriage broke up and after I divorced, I went to France on holidays to visit some friends. Mm. And Olivier was doing his PhD in the same lab where mm. I did my postdoc. And that's how I, we met. And uh, a year later, I moved to France. Mm-hmm. And because, and when, uh, so medicine is one of these, in a way, weird things because um you know when you move countries usually you have to go through a very you have to almost like do the course again and you have to pass exams and you have been another three four years if i really want to be uh, certified as to practice as a doctor yeah and because i you know i already find out that well i actually I'm more interested in a more holistic approach. So when I went to France, what I did, I went back to medical research. Okay. And so I did went back to medical research, and um, because it was something that I also loved, mm-hmm. and um, I worked uh, um, three years there before we then moved to Australia, which is going to be almost twenty years ago. I cannot believe it's already next year is going to be twenty years that we are in Brisbane. Wow, you're going to have a party for that. um yes and then so we've been since we've been in australia i knew that i love i love working with people and i love help people in a way you know feel better about themselves physically emotionally and to and also to know who they are and and expand their potential and so when we came to Australia, I gave myself permission to look for that. Instead of just continuing with my medical research, I then decided, no, I'm going to allow, allow myself to explore this other area and really finding what's my purpose here, what I really love to do, because I believe that we are here for a purpose. And our purpose can change through our, our, our life, and life is always guiding us throughout that. And, um, and so in this search for my purpose, I actually studied naturopathy as well, which is another um, alternative medicine. So I studied naturopathy here in Australia. And I practiced a number of years as a naturopath until, well, 2008, 2009. That's when I officially stepped into the, the personal development, personal growth industry. And I, I might be skipping ahead a little bit, but um, uh, quite a number of times you've mentioned John Demartini or Dr. John Demartini. Yeah. Um, when, when along the journey did you meet him? So I met him in 2009. Yep. So it was right after. Uh, so 2008, as I say, officially I stepped into the personal development. I did NLP, I studied NLP. Master practitioner, even trainers. Um, you know, I like to go all the way. <laughs> uh, and then 2009, a friend invited me to, I was never heard of Dr. John Martini. So a friend of mine had two VIP front row tickets. And <laughs> Olivia and I went, and that was, I can remember, was April 2009. Oh. And I was very clear, I was on the front row here on stage. And he was so inspiring. And it feels that it just brought everything home, like everything that uh, that we 
we know it just put everything together and like all brought back home. So two weeks after that, we were at his signature program, the uh, Breakthrough Experience. Yeah, well. And then from there, well, that's the last 12 years. I mean, from there, we've done many of his more advanced courses like Prophecy, Impurance, mm-hmm. uh, and also um, we both also did his training to be a Demagini Methods facilitator. Mm-hmm. And I have um, also facilitating 21 breakthroughs when Dr. Demartini was here. So it has been, I think the, the Dr. John Demartini and the teaching that he um, brought together, it's basically, it's about universal laws, universal principles that he has been studying for over 40, I think 40 years. And the way he put it all together and, um, and it just really resonates and because it's universal principle, which is means that it's not biased, it's you know, it's it's universal, applies to everything that exists. And that's pretty much our reference point on in life and in business. Oh, very cool. And yeah, the, the stuff you've shared with me again over a lot of a lot of time um, has just been pretty fascinating. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that as well. Hmm. So, so you got to the point where you stepped into that role and, and then I guess what, what, are, what have been some of the, the funnest moments in running Mastery to Success? The, the fun, the funnest, uh, I don't think that's a word, but the, the most enjoyable. Getting <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Doing> words here. <laughs> okay. Well, the fun part is, of course, doing what we love, like doing what I love. And you might have it, my um, might be bringing this forward a bit as well, but what I want to say is we, so in a way, we all have something that we love doing. Yeah. And, um, and however, in, in business, there, there are two things. So in business, there's what we do, which is the, the deliver part or the research. There's a part that we do as a coach or as, you know, almost like a practitioner. Um, and there's the business part. Which is which are in a way two different values that you say that let's say, yeah. and I love what I do, which is I love the work that I do with my clients, mm-hmm. and because and what I love doing is it's helping you know helping my clients shift their perception and seeing the whole picture and having insights. Basically, it's about bringing something unconscious conscious and that have that aha moment mm. that sometimes can produce some tears, but tears of insight, tears of gratitude. And those are the, that, those are the moments that I love. It's facilitating personal transformation, transforming, a, let's say, a trauma, a horrible experience into being able to see what was the hidden blessing, what were the gifts in that experience that it's helped the person to be where they are today and who they are today. So that's, that's what I love. So my fun moment is actually when I get tears from my clients. I <laughs> uh, love definitely a few of those moments. <laughs> yeah. but. 
the tear of gratitude or inspiration of insight, not tears of sorrow or sadness. Yeah. And so that's what I love. And I'm going to be very upfront. And Olivia might already also share this with you is that the business side is like the system and running the business is not so much my, you know, something that I love doing. So I'm really grateful that he loves systems. And so he put all that in, in place and he takes, you know, and, um, and he helped me with my like copywriting. Um, by the way, you may not be aware, but I also have my own website. Oh, Cool. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll share that with you because we, with Olivier, we have our Mastery to Success. However, I also have Dr. Marcia Bechrel, which is more the emotional, um, the emotional work helping um, people breaking through their deeply seated, rooted emotions and, and baggage. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, the funds, you know, the moment that I really love is working with clients either in person or on Zoom. Yeah, no, very cool. Um, and, and I found it quite funny that you said you don't like the business and the systems thing, but, um, and I only know this through, through working with you, but uh, I, I find it amusing then if, you, if you're keeping uh, an eye on Olivier's calendar and time management. <laughs> well, but that's, yeah, but that's the part that I love. I love keeping, yeah, keeping track of the time. Yeah, so, so <laughs> let's say, as you know, we know nothing is missing, right? <laughs> so, so that's my, so I have my system. It doesn't mean that I don't have systems, but I have g- systems in a different form. Yeah. And my system is I love tracking the time, organizing times, organizing events. So yeah. that's what I do. The other place that is very organized is my, in my fridge, my kitchen in my fridge. <laughs> Every Sunday when we come back from the organic market, I wash it all, put in the little boxes. You know, I have a few times people come over and they open my fridge. So wow. You know, she said, Oh, I never saw a fridge so organized. So I do have my organization and my systems, yep. just not in the business. <laughs> yeah, no, there you go. I think I need a, a lesson on the organization of a fridge because we we've got two of them and it seems like we're wasting, we're being inefficient about it. So <laughs> there you go. Very cool. Um, and, and so you, you sort of touched on a little bit about what you do, but do you have like a method or a system you take your clients through or process maybe is a better word to, yeah. um, to use there? Yeah, so I, I do. And um, so the, in the last, well, I've been working on like since starting with, magic, with being a medical doctor, research. Um, one thing is that nothing is ever wasted, right? So in nature, like whatever we have done, nature just adds the next layer. So when I look back, so in the last 12 years, I have developed my own methodology called Mm. neuro-emotional integration. Mm. And it's a combination of all the knowledges and the experience that I had. And I can go back to even when I was a medical doctor, because because this pro the method is about how to integrate integrate mind and body. Because true healing is when we integrate the two, and true emotional healing is about when we integrate the mind and the body. So I look back. I actually been developing this work since thirty five years plus, since when I first started studying medicine and all the different things I have done. And then um, one very important piece 
like when studying NLP, I also, you know, have some of that, um, the knowledge and, and skills. And, um, and then the Demachini method. So I've been a, I'm a Demachini facilitator, trained Demachini certified Demachini facilitator since 2010. And also, I also learned another modality that works with the body, works with apply, find it using the biofeedback in the body, which is applied kinesiology or muscle testing, so that we can communicate with the body directly and in a way we bypass the conscious mind. Because very often our conscious mind may lie, but our body doesn't. And so by using the biofeedback, we can bypass our mind. So for example, I can say, okay, you, you, I can ask you to say, I'm okay with myself. And you may think, oh, I'm okay with myself. But if the body won't lie, so your muscle might go weak, it just means that there's some incongruency. And so through the Demachini method which and the Demachini principles, which are very in-depth and universal principles that allow us to ask quality questions to equilibrate our mind because our emotions has to do with our perception and has to do with that our perception is always incomplete. And so there's always a part of it that we are conscious and part of it we are unconscious. And so whatever we are conscious that's become the emotion. For example, in an experience, if we are conscious was, oh, it was painful and we remember the negative things, we actually then are blind to, we actually unconscious of all the other positive things or other blessed, hidden blessings that say silver linings that were in there. And so we have this negative emotion. However, sometimes it could be the country, like in a wedding day, and we are so excited. So we, we remember all the positive, all the pleasure, and we are actually unaware of there were actually also pain there, or yeah. also downside. Or, okay, so that's the emotion and has to do with our, our perception. So by asking quality questions, we can recover the whole, I call it yin and yang, the both sides. And that's where the insight come. And do you find when, when you sort of compare the, the, I guess, the upside versus the downside of a scenario, and, and let's take a really positive experience, does the negative side have to be in, in all, like at the, call it the universal law, is that, is that as equally down? Yeah. It's equal. It's not like, it's not like oh, it's 80% good and 20% down. It's actually no, really good it's and 50, really bad. It's 50-50. Yeah, it's 50-50. We and I think we have experienced that is that in any moment, because in order to have that perception of the let's say the pleasure, mm. there's an equal, exactly equal opposite, which is unconscious. Because in order to perceive something, we need to have the contrast. Because without the contrast, like if everything is white, we will not be able to see each other, or if everything is black. Or if our voice is the exact same frequency, we'll not be able to hear. So it's our senses and our feeling is the same thing. So anytime, I know this is a very deep concept. Mm-hmm. And this is actually one of, let's say, the, the Dr. John Martini calls uh, the great discovery. Mm-hmm. Is that is actually at that same moment that we have, let's say, that much happiness Mm. they equal that much sadness that we are not aware of. Wow. And, yeah. and that's when we 
are able to bring that to our awareness and that's collapse. And that's where we have tears of insight. We actually feel a physiological shift. This is this just one of the ways of balancing our perception. There are you know, many other questions. For example, in any challenging situation, we can ask questions to see how did it serve you? What did you what did they allow you to do or to learn? How did it serve you? And it's always going to be related to our highest values because emotions has everything to do with our highest values. Because when something challenges our highest values, we see that as bad, yep. as challenge. If something supports our highest values, we like it, we want it. So yep. emotions has everything to do with values. So if we come back to you know one of the fundamental things that I learned from Dr. John Demartini, which is in every speak, speech that he, every talk that he made does, mm-hmm. he always bring back to values because values, our hierarchy of values is what is truly the most important to us. And then, and we look, um, filter our view of the world, our perception of the world through our values. Oh, very cool. So, and so that is the count, that is the cognitive part of it. Yep. Right. So we have, we can, through conscious asking quality questions, we can bring the unconscious conscious in a cognitive way and have a conscious integration. Now, the other part, which is working on the body, and that's where I, develop further my work is because you may or may not know that every emotion is also imprinted in our body. It's not just in our mind, like the the narrative, the stories. So every emotion, it actually go back to, let's say, before the age of three, where we have um, not, not every memory goes back to the age of three. But for example, if today you experience something and you it triggers your emotion typically we can trigger um, trace that back to what we call the original event in the early childhood yep but sometimes we can even trace it back to even earlier than that before the age of three and even in the womb mm. and uh, because that is the the original event and before the age of three we don't have the conscious mind the cognitive um analytical brain is not working, is not hardwired yet. And so those experiences are imprinted in the body. And that's why sometimes we may come across situations that trigger that body response. And we don't know why. Mm. We may walk into a room or we may see someone and has nothing to do with that person and trigger that some people even go into the the defense Um, It's because somehow that is triggering something unresolved in pre-cognitive. And and we can only assess through working with the body. And so by combining these two, all these methods, all this understanding, that's where, um, so I have created neuro-emotional integration, which is we can use as an entry point we can actually use statements i'm okay with something i'm okay with some person something we can use if, if, you know, laugh- just for context for the audience i'm laughing because i've experienced this and it's quite quite a, a quite an interesting process <laughs> yeah sorry to interrupt you yeah it's yeah no thank you for for saying that 
yeah it's 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 interesting um and i know it's uh is different it's unique mm. and um yeah and most people will not have experienced that so we can use as an entry point to communicate with our body either through okay statement which um mm. you know i use and so when we use okay statement is just going to organically bringing up what is there for example like i'm okay with myself but May if I'm not, then it's organically going to bring that what judgment I'm having with myself. Mm-hmm. And I actually, two days ago, I have this, um, I work with a client. And then when we use, I'm okay with my behavior. And just by clearing that, he had a huge shift, like a huge transformation. He even mentioned that he had, I could see he had, he experienced appreciation, love for himself mm-hmm. by clearing that judgment that he actually said he was in tears, but tears of love for himself. And he actually says that that part of him that he was judging is, is a part of his beauty. Like it's, it's a part of, of him. And he even, he mentioned that he haven't experienced that level of open heart and gratitude and love outside the breakthrough experience. Because he was also a Demachini methods facilitator, done many breakthrough experiences. Because during the breakthrough experience, that's where you get to that place of open heart, of appreciation for yourself or for the person you're working with. And it's a very deep experience. Mm-hmm. It's seeing that there's nothing to change and it's just, just love and gratitude. And by simply using statements like this, we actually, he actually experienced a similar process and he said i never experienced this level of open heart love and gratitude outside this the the work experience and that was um yeah that was very humbling and wow and um yeah so we use so we use the statement sometimes we just use with the feeling today i had a client okay and it's interesting you laugh at this Okay. Because uh, she was, she her business is going well, and she's a very entrepreneurial, very go getter, but she doesn't save. She knows the concept of saving, hmm. but somehow she doesn't. And so when she came, so I asked her to think about saving, and she just felt this knot in her stomach. And we just work with that, and we ask the body, we just work on with that. And it's very interesting because she said that. When she thought of saving, she feels like, oh, the money just stuck there, not doing anything. I need to get it doing something. And then, but after we work on it and we clear it, she now, she's now um, excited to save. She now actually sees saving as something that's going to help her, you know, move forward to what she wants. Wonderful. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and, and sometimes it could be, a physical symptom, it could be, you know, something in business, like any uh, thing that could be, you know, something that if someone is struggling, we can explore that and um, identify where the incongruency, where the blockage is. And you have experienced this. The clearing part is actually the fastest. Because the clearing, we are using the breath because the breath is integrated the mind body we're using the breath and our intention and and when we clear it it's just gone it's like it's just physically it's just gone and And so that's what i love to do and it's, it's not just about clearing the emotions because really what i love 
is to for people to appreciate themselves, every yeah. part of themselves, to love themselves so that they can just give themselves permission just to be them. That's what very often at the, in our session, I ask my client, what did you get out of, you know, what did you get today? And say, it's okay to be myself. Yeah. Yep. And, and I can relate to that having gone through exact process a couple of times with you and, um, and just learning, learning more about how it's all sort of added up. And yeah, like if, if I can encourage people who are listening to, um, uh, you know, if you are interested in what we've been talking about to, to have that conversation and go through that process with Marcia, because it's, um, yeah, it, it kind of makes what well, made my life kind of make sense from all the, the ups and downs along the way. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's very hard to describe without going through it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. And what I would like to say about emotions is that emotions serve a purpose, just like everything else. Mm. And from my experience working with emotions is that emotions is either a feedback, a feedback guiding us to, okay, maybe there's some perception that I need to change or some actions that I'm doing or not doing. So it's like a feedback to course correct. So that's one. The other aspect is that it actually gives us, sometimes it's it's opportunity to heal very deep rooted wounds. That's when we actually go back to the earlier, I call it um, original explicit memory, where we go to the early childhood and sometimes even earlier, you know, it's called uh, original implicit memory going back into during birth or in the womb and, and clear these very deep-rooted unconscious wounds there. And by healing that, it basically ripples through all the way to today and actually is going to change the way we make decisions in the future because very often we think we are making informed decisions, but sometimes if there's emotions running behind, yeah. um, um, under it, we are actually making emotional decisions, which is we want to um, avoid pain that we have experienced and we want to, you know, seeking pleasure. So that is our hardwired mechanism, which is avoid pain and seek pleasure, which has to do with our survival. So it's not good or bad. However, um, that is not the most efficient, effective way if we want to, let's say, fulfill our potential. It's about because by creating the emotions, we allow us to come back to our prefrontal cortex, where is our human brain, our executive center is where our, you know, our vision, our clear vision, strategic planning, creativity, and strategic decision making. So that's where we can actually create our future, having that clarity and, and the emotions kind of blind us from that so that's so it's not that emotions are bad but it's about what emotion allow us to uncover that support us and empower us to move forward and ultimately it's about self-love it's about appreciating us and seeing the greatness and the brilliance the magnificence is already in each one of us there's no exceptions Every single human being has something unique and something precious, a great gift to share with the world. Wow. And we are here. Just be you. That's powerful. That is so good. Well, um, and what what on what on that to finish on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it would be good, Marcia. I did. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. 
And mm-hmm. um, yes, and well, if I, if one more is, it's like the world, the world is waiting for you. Mm. Is waiting for your gift. The world needs you, need every one of us. I might finish with Rumi's quote about a drop, like a drop. We we are each one of us is like a drop of water in the ocean. Yeah. However, the the ocean would not be the same without any one of these single drops. Yeah. Wow. There you go. <laughs> and 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 so if if our listeners have um, in, enjoyed listening to you and, and are keen to explore more about what you do, um, uh, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah. So I have my website is my full name. So it's Doctor Dr. Marcel altogether dot com. Simple. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so that, that's where um, they will yeah they will learn. There's um actually more about the methodology and all about what I do and um, a bit more about me. And also there's also a lot of um, feedback testimonials from people that have experienced the process. Because as you say, it's something that is not common, like, you know, and so you actually, you know, we need to experience it. (laughs) It's funny like that. That's it. And and so how how would they would they just reach out to you through your website to um to yeah they they can so on my web, website on the very first page there is a little they can book a, a free twenty minutes um call awesome. so I think it's a let's chat so yeah I'm just looking at my homepage yeah. very, there's my photo and then let's chat so there's let's chat or learn more but let's chat they can book for a free strategy call and yeah. if they want to learn a bit more about that and then we go from there awesome awesome all right well we'll we'll have those links in the show notes so feel free to check those out once um uh yeah once you've listened to the the episode of course Uh, thanks again marcia really i really have enjoyed the the conversation and as i said every time i speak to you i learn something fascinating and new (laughs) and i'm sure we will get you back on the show um in, in the future to um to share even maybe more deeper stuff that you um you can share on thanks again thank you ben and i yeah i would love to you know i love to um you know i love to share (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks again thank you for the opportunity hey thanks so much for listening if you'd like to get in touch with today's guest you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA, or one word, or at inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again and see you next time.